Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strong. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, a man ready to head off to Mars, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I'm absolutely shocked that in the first episode, when the space hotel was coming apart, that not one person screamed, we were not supposed to be here. <laughs> yes, that's true. It's, it's quite surprising they didn't scream that as well. Like I said, uh, I love this show. We're going to talk about some of the things with uh, this show as well and the, how I'm not surprised at all. They went with a big catastrophe at the beginning of this yeah, show. Yeah. Uh, if you've been listening to podcasts as we started a few months ago, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the uh, Apple TV Plus show for all mankind, season three, episodes one through three. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get Patreon only content. You can support us at a three, five, ten, or twenty dollar level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you can't be a patron, you can still help the show out, though, by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, write us a review if you're doing the review on Apple Podcasts. If you do write us a review on Apple, Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on air next time we record. And both of those things go a long way in getting the podcast into the ears of new listeners. So just do us a little favor, scroll on down on your podcast catcher, and give us a little five-star rating there. That would help us out quite a bit. All right, so for all mankind, it is on Apple TV Plus. What are your general thoughts about? Let's we'll talk a little bit about season one and two as well, but uh, season three. Where are you with this show? Oh, I I love this show. Uh, I I don't. I, I know I didn't watch the first season as it aired, I didn't and then I caught, and then I I started watching season one when season two started, mm-hmm. and then I and then I. Th- start to catch back up and i was always interested in this show because i really liked um uh michael dorman who played gordo he was in mm-hmm. a show called the patriot i love and joel kinnaman he's been in several things that yeah, i've yes. enjoyed over the years so i knew that they were in it so that that interests me alone and and i kept seeing how it was getting good reviews and that everyone said the second season was even better and they're right yes, the second sir. season just took it to a next level so and this third season has picked up right where they left off and uh, i'm still in really enjoying it yeah i i don't know if it is but when i start discussing you know the best shows currently on television this one is probably in the discussion and I, i'm like you i did not watch season one when it, it came out i didn't watch season two when it came out either i ended up uh, watching them both when i was on when I was trying to recover from COVID, once I got to the point where I could actually breathe and not actually feel like I was dying, I ended up watching 
both of these both seasons ended up binging them in just a matter of a few days when I was recovering from COVID. And they are absolutely it was absolutely spectacular. The first season was good, second season was just on another level. And third season is picking up right where season two left off. And like I said, it, it's like I said, I don't know if it's the best show that's currently on television, but it is definitely in the consideration for the for, for one of the best shows on television. Uh, it yeah. is just so good. And this is a show that's really gotten a good word of mouth. And I know when I've, I've recommended to people and they've ended up enjoying it. And especially when you tell them the premise of, especially the first season, imagine the Russians beat us to the moon and all right. the fallout of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, that's all you need to say. And it just goes from there. And it's just, it's just an interesting ride. And, and where we are each season, which we know season three, Gary Hart is the, precedent yes <laughs> yeah all right so let's go ahead and talk about that so that's one of the things that they have to do when they started with season two because season one nothing historically has changed until they reveal that it was russia that got to the moon first instead of the u.s and that's when they start changing history because this is basically an alternate historical series uh they change events that take place in history most of them have not been that really big of a change up until I think what's going to what they're starting to lay out for us here in season three they're going to start making some pretty big historical changes starting in, with this season uh well they the presidents have been a lot yeah different. the presidents have changed a little bit they we never got Jimmy Carter as president in season one uh because that's when he that's when he I don't know I guess he wouldn't have come become president in season one but between season one and season two is when he would have been elected president uh, Reagan goes ahead and gets elected in 76 instead of Carter. Uh, yeah. And then Gary Hart takes over. And if you don't know who Gary Hart is, he was supposed to be like the front runner for the Democratic nomination in 1988. And then a extramarital affair and it kind of ruined his campaign. And that's when Michael Dukakis ends up becoming the front runner. And that basically honestly just ruined the, the Democrats' chances of ever getting the presidency in 1988. Uh, so that's where it kind of picks up is Gary Hart was the president. And that's who's the president going into this. And now we're in the 90s. So the plan for this show, I don't know if you know, is that they've got seven seasons planned out. And their goal is to get us slightly ahead of where we are currently in our in our lifetimes. That's the plan is to get them basically by the time this show is over, I guess it probably be around like 2030 is when season seven would come to an end because my guess is maybe maybe like maybe 2035 somewhere around there 2040 uh so that's kind of what they they have in in store but like i said i think they're gonna make some pretty significant changes to to history as this goes on what do you think yeah yeah i would definitely i mean is there gonna be life on mars yeah they kind of were hitting at that a little bit here in season three we'll talk about that uh and and i'm just excited the beatles john lennon is alive i know they're still going (laughs) they're they're still kicking and they're still going yes that's great news yeah yeah so like i said and one of the things i don't know if you if you saw this but if you go on to apple tv plus's uh app they actually have like some like little refresher like some little videos that go into further detail about these changes they explain the changes in like this little montage at the beginning of each season, but they go, they, they, they have some videos. If you go to the for all mankind page on Apple TV plus, they have like 10, like two to three minute videos that kind of give a little bit more context for the, the historical changes that are taking place and what they actually mean. Because like a lot of this stuff is very familiar to me because I, I used to be a history teacher, but I know some of this stuff is, a little, some of this stuff is a little bit, uh, I'm trying, what's the word uh, I'm looking for is a little bit less, 
known uh, some of the things, some of the changes they make. And so it may not hit you quite as much if you're not a, a history buff, but, uh, but it really helps to, to go back and watch those. I don't know if you, if you've seen those, but it, I have not, but I'm going to do that. Uh, so it's, it's something I would definitely recommend. So uh, season one and two, all about the moon. They were all about getting to the moon first. And once they got to the moon, season two was all about the bases that were on the moon. Cause you both have the United States and the, uh russians the, the soviets they both have bases on the moon one of the biggest changes though they're making here in season three the soviet union i think came to an end on christmas day of 1991 if i'm not mistaken uh it doesn't appear the soviet union is going to come to an end anytime soon yeah yeah they're still still going strong gorbachev is still in power do you think yeah. they're going to keep them as part of this throughout the entirety of the show I'm gonna say no. At yeah. some point, gonna, I think this. I think this is the final season for the Soviet Union. Because are they even involved in space at all anymore? No, I mean, but no, I know China few, is. Yeah, China is. There, there's very few people involved. And that's that's the biggest departure. Obviously, is that yeah. Uh, you know, I think the last moon landing was in 1972 or 1973. It's just too expensive to go to the moon. That's right, the reason why right. we don't do it anymore. Uh, is because it's just too. Well, we attempted one in '85. Oh, we did. I don't remember that. The tra- the Challenger. Oh, that was that was was it supposed to go to the moon? I thought. Okay, I, I thought that last one was back in the seventies. Okay, I don't know, uh, but but I, I thought that was just a regular space mission. That's what I thought. But maybe I'm wrong with that. I was six years old when it took place, yeah. so actually, technically, I wasn't even. Yeah, I was six when it, when it happened. So, uh, but uh, it's just so expensive. But we don't do it anymore. And like I said, uh, we do have we have sent a a rover to Mars, but we haven't actually been to Mars. That uh, so they change history quite a bit. But let's. Let's get away from the history stuff. Let's actually talk about the show. So, uh, at the end of season two, the Russians and the United States are they're on a collision course for nucle- for nuclear fallout. I mean, that's what we're yeah. getting ready to take place, and it's the handshake between uh, Danielle Poole, who is played by Chris Marshall, and who was the other person on her crew in that one? I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember who the other person was. She's the one yeah. that's important, and so. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she is. The, she leads the the crew up to do the handshake, and they are basically telling them not to do it. And Danielle reaches out to the cosmonauts who are on the Russian ship, and they decide, you know what, we're going to do it anyway. And it basically like averts nuclear war. Uh, you got Joel Kinnan's character, Ed Baldwin, who's uh, looks like he's about to blow up a Russian ship on the moon. Yeah, uh, he decides at the last minute not to, uh, which would have done, which would have sent things flying off the rails as well. So you know, crisis is completely averted. And that's kind of the thing with this show. If if you haven't seen a crisis in a while, just wait because there's one coming. There's almost always a crisis in the show. You're, you're right, really is. Uh, and the oh, season three, we get started with a crisis. I love, let's see, let's go ahead and start talking about season three. I thought it was really interesting because the very first thing we get in season three, uh, episode one, is Karen Baldwin, and you don't really know where she is because it doesn't look like a spaceship. I mean, it looks like a, a hotel room or an apartment or something like that. And obviously, Karen Baldwin and Ed have, have divorced since yeah. season two because she ends up sleeping with Danny Stevens, which we're, that's going to play a big part in season three. Uh, yeah. And that 
you know, that basically drives a wedge between the two of them and they end up getting divorced. But we realize that she's this room that she's in is in outer space and she has started a company. And uh, what was the name of that company? I don't remember. Uh, I, I know the I, I know Helios because yeah. that, that's the one that sticks around, but the, the, this her company doesn't last very long. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't find it. Yeah, uh, but anyway, it. her company is basically they're starting hotel tourism, and the reason she gets she gets the idea and she gets the funds from her new husband to be. I don't think they're actually married. Uh, Sam played. Yeah, because he was he was married to Tracy. Yeah, and so they're she's getting the funding from it, and you know she's basically this entrepreneur. And it's this really cool hotel that's in space. And it, it you know, it's really, I, I, I like this when they were doing this. So you get Ed Baldwin and, and Daniel Poole, they're coming up and Tracy, who's now with, with, with Ed, uh, some really odd stuff going on here, but uh, Tracy's with Ed now. No, no, no. Tracy, Tracy's deceased. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that yeah, was, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, my bad. I'm thinking of a, uh, Ed had a, uh, another wife. I can't, I didn't even write down what her name was. Yeah. Uh, but, but she doesn't play that big of a role. So, yeah. um, but we get the, we get the scene where they come up to the hotel because Danny is getting married and, you know, uh, this was just a really good setup for what all the characters have basically been going through and where they are. what do you think about this introduction to everybody? I thought it was, you know, I thought it was good. It was, it was uh, good to get everybody back. Uh, it's nice to see Danielle had remarried after, uh, yeah. you know, and then she had a, a family mm -hmm. and then like, you know, you see there for, for, like you said, for Danny's wedding. And the first thing I thought of, Oh God, there's Karen yeah, and Danny. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, this is, this is awkward. And well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how old Karen is supposed to be, but uh uh, she still looks good. So. Yeah, she does. Uh, she 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 does. She is played and she is played by Chantel Van uh, Santen. I think it's yeah. her name. Uh, really good actress. She's also yeah. in the Boys. Uh, I actually put that in my recommendations for our last podcast uh, because the voice is still really good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she's played by uh, Chantel Van Santen, uh, just a really good actress, uh, absolutely beautiful to look at. Uh, but you know when they show her there with with Danny at the wedding. I'm like, okay, well, I guess Danny's moved on. But we realized at the wedding when they're dancing their first dance as a married couple to the, the version of uh, Don't Be Cruel. Don't Be Cruel that they dance to when they end up sleeping together at the end of season two. You're like, oh, no, he is not just behind him. Uh, and you see a look of dread come across her face and yeah. just you know, really well done. And you're like, okay, yeah, this is not, this is not going to be good. This is probably not going to be good. Ed has no idea. Thank yeah, God. Ed has no idea. He has no idea. He just knows that she ended up sleeping with somebody else because she confessed yeah. that to him, but she doesn't know. He doesn't know who it was. And you know, obviously, that was a terrible mistake on her part when yeah. this you know ten years ago, and it's it's coming back to continually haunt her as time goes on. Yes, uh, but we're getting the stakes for everything. That's kind of this this first episode, uh, the like the first thirty minutes. They're just trying to catch you up on where everybody is. Yeah. Um, so you got Margot, and uh, let me find Margot, actress. Can't remember who. Ren Schmidt. All right, so Ren Schmidt is playing uh, is playing Margot. I was she really broke out in season two. I thought. Yeah, uh, she did. You're right. Uh, and I mean, she was just so good. She comes, I mean, she becomes the director of NASA. Uh, so, you know, really good stuff from her. And she, we're getting an idea of her, but they're also setting up this conflict between her and Molly, who's played by Sonia Walger. Love, um, love Molly. Yeah, she's one of the best characters on this show. Yeah, it's, it's, 
I want to see Wayne, her husband. I guess he's no longer alive. Or something. I guess, no, but I, we haven't seen. I, I love Wayne too. Yeah, but we didn't get her at all in season in episode three. So I'm interested in what they're going to do with her character. I'm hoping they, they haven't. They, Helios has to hire her. Yeah, I would think that's going to be the case. But we'll, yeah. we'll talk more about her in a second. But they're doing this whole, they're doing this basically conflict between the two, and this is kind of driving the the episode one is they need a they need a pilot for they need a commander for their mission to mars which is going to take place in 1996 uh and that's what they are aiming for because the soviets have announced they're going to do theirs in 1996 and molly is in charge of this because that's her that's her job is to pick the crews and to pick the commanders and pick who all mans these flights and molly wants it to be ed it's pretty obvious that she wants it because ed knows ed can he's he doesn't mind taking risks. He can handle things when things get rough. Uh, he's very old school. She's very old school. They're much more, they're very much around the same age, but Margo is not wanting it. She wants somebody a little safer. She wants somebody who's more science-based and that is why she wants Danielle to be the, the commander of this. And that's, that's what's at odds between the two of them. And that's going to be the thing that kind of just drives this first episode. Yeah, and I was going to say Ed and Molly had a connection, uh, did. I guess, mm-hmm. in the first season because Ed realized, okay, this woman's really good. Right, really they good did. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not surprised that she would pick him because, you know, he was actually uh, nice to her. Uh, a lot of the men were not, but he, he was. Yeah, because uh, Molly and Ellen were the two original female yeah. candidates at the at the beginning who didn't actually get through the ASCAN training. Uh, so he has a connection with her. Uh, Danielle and Tracy were the ones that were kind of added on uh, yeah. for political reasons, but they ended up, they both of them ended up proving, all four of the female candidates that mm-hmm. come through in season one ended up proving themselves above and beyond what anybody thought that they would ever be capable of. Um, but like I said, I love, the, I love the fact that they do, because at first I did not realize that he, after season two, when she goes out, when Molly goes out to save that one astronaut who's on the moon and she's exposed to all that radiation, we don't ever see the effects of it. And I'm starting to think that when we see her in season three at the beginning, we still don't see the effects. But then you see the the guide dog. And you're like, oh, she is blind. Uh, well, she I, was I starting to lose her her sight a little. I think they should have seen in season two where they said at some point you're going to be blind. Yeah, they said they said that she will, but we yeah. never actually see that come to fruition. Right, right. And when we see her in season three, like you, she looks like she's looking at, at Margaret. Right. Yeah, and right. you're like, okay, well, so is she not seeing any effects of it? And sure enough, when we see the guy, though, yes, she is. She she has lost her sight. I don't know how much. I'm guessing she can probably still see blurry images and stuff like that, but we don't really give. Uh, they don't go into details on that. But it that decision to go out and say that that guy and be exposed to that radiation now she's starting to feel the consequences of it and like i said i'm kind of glad they did because i wasn't 100 certain they were going to, to actually yeah. play that out yeah that needed to be done they did all right so uh we get the wedding you know we have that issue but the, one of the great things about this show is it like i said there's always a catastrophe and episode one we get our first catastrophe because they talk they're talking throughout the course of this episode about this korean ship because the koreans are trying to get in on the space race just like everybody else but they're using old soviet rockets 
and they're not doing very well. They're they're blowing up and they're disintegrating as they enter the atmosphere or they're leaving the atmosphere. So you have all this space debris from a, a Korean ship, and one of it, a, a small, tiny little bit, gets away. It hits the floating hotel that's in space, and it starts to make this the, the hotel spin because that's what's controlling the gravity, which is this really cool thing. I don't know how scientifically accurate it is. My guess is it is because this show is all about being scientifically accurate. Uh, but that's how they're controlling the gravity. That's what they're using is that they make this they make this hotel have this very slow spin that makes it give gravity that way you're not floating around the entire time while you're on the ship or this hotel but as it starts to spin faster the gravity is weighing down and you start to slowly see it it's sinking the cake in and most people aren't noticing it but the the time you notice it uh, the most is when ed and his new wife whatever her name was they're having a fight in their bedroom she tries to throw a shoe at him and it just sinks to the middle of the bed. Yeah, that was that was that was crazy. And let me just say, I, I, I kind of chuckled because I thought about you know how mad Kim Jong Un's going to be when he sees how oh, bad yes. the Korean <laughs> the Koreans are. He's going to be like, "This isn't accurate." I can just hear him screaming at the time. Oh, I can do. But yeah, I, I like I noticed the cake, and I was like, "Oh man, that is really cool." Like you said, nobody was noticing, but yeah, when when Ed and his wife get into it, it uh. It, it really gets going when when and then us uh, what what goes oh something comes through the window it almost yeah. takes her then yeah because whatever it was like they got hit by uh something that broke off and that what that pipe or that uh that whatever it was that was i guess it wasn't a pipe it was some type of cable or something yeah that that breaks through the glass and they almost get sucked into outer space because of it uh but i mean that's kind of one of the like uh, that's one of the things that would like terrify me about space because they send once they realize what's going on and they try to send out two guys to do a spacewalk to repair the issue they get sent off they get hit and they go floating off into the recesses of space and that would like terrify me uh yeah because how long would it take you to die i know they they seem to hint that these guys died pretty immediately but i mean it would basically be until you ran out of air i mean that's until you ran out of oxygen that's when yeah and so you'd have to just float into oblivion until then. Like I said, that's just the, the terrifying part yes, of, it is. Uh, of space travel and, and doing all these different things in space. So, uh, but like I said, the one of the things that's great about, like I said, there's always a catastrophe waiting around the corner and we haven't had any catastrophes in season two and three in episodes two and three. So we're probably going to get one season in episode oh, four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so we get this catastrophe and they're all responding to it. Uh, you know, you've got, Everybody, you realize they do some things in this first episode where they get rid of some characters and they play some things out pretty quickly. So Sam Cleveland, who is, like I said, I don't think they ever actually got married. Karen yeah. and Sam, I don't think they ever actually got married, but they were going to. He's he's done with. Uh, he tries yeah. to, he takes some people up the elevator, try to get them off. But when he's coming back down, because gravity is getting heavier, it pulls that elevator down a lot faster than it should, and he ends up dying. So, so Sam is gone. We don't have Sam anymore. And you know that was a terrible thing to have to, you know, to watch Karen see, look through that door, and see her husband to be is dead, and find out in that manner was just absolutely heart wrenching for her. Yeah. Uh, but we also realized that their only plan of escape is to climb this ladder. The problem is climbing a ladder when you have nearly three times the gravity on you at this point is like having, you know, it's basically three of you that you're trying to carry up, up a ladder. And Ed hurts, has hurt his foot in the, right. uh, in the, in the issues in their room. And so he can't, so he can't go up and help. So that's where Danny comes in and Danny 
they are setting this up so much like he is going to be his dad. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what they're setting up in this. And so Danny has to make this daring spacewalk to save everybody. And he almost ends up getting killed himself and almost getting flown into space. But kudos to him. He ends up uh, he ends up grabbing something. He ends up staying on the ship and he ends up saving the day. So uh, well, let's not forget his mother was a big hero, too. Yeah, his mother was a big hero. Became- yeah, so that's how she became a national spokesperson because she was she was a hero and, and had been to the moon. Right, so he's living in the footsteps of both of them. Yeah. But what they're playing with and with this whole <laughs> idea of, of, of you know him possibly really turning into his dad because we see in episode two, we'll talk about him a little bit later, is he hasn't gotten completely overcarried. No, no. Uh, so that's going to be an issue uh, as it goes forward. So, And that's kind of where episode one is. Is You got the big catastrophe. Like I said, they don't waste any time in getting us to that because there's always one around the corner with, with this show. You're always going to have something that you have to you have to deal with. But at the beginning of episode two, we see Karen Baldwin. She is heading out into the middle of nowhere. I'm not exactly sure where they were. I think they were in a, uh, some yeah. African country, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. But she is going to meet with the founder of Helios, who is Dev Ayisa. I think I'm pronouncing the name of the character correctly, but it's played by Eddie Gathigi. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly, yeah. too. Uh, but she's meeting with Helios, uh, the, the founder of Helios, because he wants to buy her company. And I don't know about you. Look, I don't know what to make of Dev yeah, but right now I love him. <laughs> I like him too. He's a very interesting character. Uh, the way he has this corporation where everyone has a say, he has a cubicle like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very interesting and he's very understanding, which it makes me like he has to turn into a monster at some point. I right? know it kind of feels that way. I'm like, I'm just waiting to see something from him that's going to make him this just horrible person. Yeah, because right now he, he he is so likable and he is so so fun to watch on screen and look yeah i've made the comparisons that he's supposed to be what's his name uh elon musk elon musk but yeah, he, elon's not this uh charismatic no he's not but the thing is he's like a combination of all these tech guys so he's right, like he he's elon musk he's bill gates he's uh steve jobs he yeah. uh zuckerberg <laughs> any tech guy he's kind of like this this symbol of all these really aggressive really uh going after it tech guys that's what he's supposed to symbolize so it's not just elon musk the reason people make the elon musk comparison is because of of spacex yeah yeah but he is yeah yeah i think you're right i think the he is a combination of all four because gates has has charisma a little bit so the the others not so much well yeah but uh, (laughs) yeah elon has something uh but like yeah you're right he's a good combo of all four of those Right. So I mean, you could kind of throw Google into that as well. So yeah, I mean, yeah. like I said, he's 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 just supposed to be that representation of, of big tech is what he's supposed to be yeah. a reference, representation of. Uh, but, you know, he puts forth this this idea to, to buy her company because he wants the hotel so that he can use it to launch his own ship into to Mars. And she agrees. So she sells her company and she sells her hotel to to him and that's where things get going so it's, and it's as you mentioned uh when they're finalizing the deal karen goes to uh goes to helios to get the stuff taken care of and that's when she recommends you know because uh she recommends ed to be the pilot because what has happened is in, in episode two there's a fallout between Margo and Molly and Molly basically to spite Margo just goes ahead and says, you know what? I'm putting Ed as my commander. And that's what she does. She means Ed the commander. 
and it, everybody seems okay with it because you've got Ed who is excited. Danielle knows that she's the backup, but she knows that she'll get to go eventually. And yeah. there is some logical sense for Ed doing it because this is the first time you need somebody who's experienced, who, who is experienced with the risks and the potential problems that could arise. He's quick on his feet. So there's lots of reasons why well, it should be and, Ed. And this is it for him. He's old. Yeah, yeah he's it. old. I mean, and that's the thing. And Joel Kinnaman is not that old, but, you know, no, they, no. they have to age them. So if uh, only we could look like Joel Kinnaman at 60 or 62. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I'd like to look like him now. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but so that's what they're, that's what they're dealing with. So and like I said, Molly does it out of spite. She's just, uh, She's who she wants, and she's mad at Margo, so that's who she names. And we go through all this, and like I said, Danielle tells her family, and her family's, I mean, her husband's kind of relieved, because she he was up on the, on the hotel as well, and he just yeah. barely got away with his life, so he's like, you know what, I'm okay with you not going. <laughs> I, I've seen right. what space is like. Uh, so they're all okay with it, but once Margo gets back from her trip or whatever, because they were supposed to talk about it, and she finds out that she has done this, that's when Margo's just like, nope, not having it. Uh, and she makes the decision to fire Molly. And Molly's like, shot. She doesn't think that she's, she would do it. I, I, I kind of didn't think she would either. <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah. Uh, but she fires Molly and she names Danielle as the commander. And this changes everything because it looks like they're going to keep most of his crew, but they're changing out the commander. And this just sends Ed He's mad, and I, I don't blame yeah. him because I mean he he feels like he's being thrown around a lot, and he kind of is. Yeah, but then they he has a horrific scene with poor uh, Danielle, yes. where he is extremely mean to her for no reason. To yeah, be, so to be that mean. So when they finally meet after they find out that after Margot tells Ed that he's not going to be the commander, that it is going to be Danielle, they meet up at the old bar that used to be Karen's. Yeah, um, that. It's not it's a, a tourist attraction anymore. now. It's a freaking yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. What has happened to Outpost? It was a great dive bar. I wanted to go to the Outpost. Now I don't. I won't go to that <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese ripoff. Yeah, it's like it's basically Chuck E. Cheese for astronauts. It's basically what yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so they meet at that. They meet at that that restaurant, and at first it looks like it's going to be a decent meeting, but then he starts to insinuate that the only reason that Danielle has gotten the commander position is because she's black and she's a woman yeah. and yeah. that's it's a political thing and you know i can i, I he fits the type that would think that yeah. but there's reason why she is too they need this to be a science-based exploration as well so three and she has much more qualifications for that so like I said, there's good arguments for both of them but his reaction to it is poor and it seems to have ruined their friendship and i don't know if it's going to be able to be recovered Right, especially, you know, what a horrible thing for him to say when he has been up to space with her and right. knows how good of a pilot that she is, and she's just as capable as he is. So, right. you know, that that's just an awful thing for him to say. He, he's he's better than that. Yeah, he is, and he, he should have known better. G Gordo his, would have never said that. No, Gordo never would have said that. But uh, we also find out in this episode that, because Carrie is talking to Danny, uh, she goes and visits, or he visits her, I don't remember which it is, but uh, he asks Karen, 
Well, Karen asked him, why did you play that music? And he says, oh, well, it was my wife's idea. She thought it was a good song, so we did it. But when he's leaving, he's like, I just lied to you. That's not the case. I, I still love you. I still want to be with you. And like, oh, dear God, this is not going to be good. Yeah. Uh, and it puts – and Danny is not in a good space. And they they do, they kind of start to hint at that with this, but they really hit yeah. on it in, in season three, in episode three. Well, we find out that he – they only hooked up that one time and then – Danny becomes an alcoholic and sounds like harassed her nightly. Yes, that's what it sounds like because he apparently was calling her, stalking her, just not handling it well. I mean, you know, obviously neither one of them were thinking, but, you know, Karen was the adult in the room at the time. Like, what were you thinking? This was your best, this was your child's, Uh, your dead child's best friend. Why are you doing this? Yeah. uh, Shocking. It didn't end up well. (laughs) No, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm just I'm just shocked he would be obsessed with her. I mean, what what would lead to that? What would lead that to it? I all? mean, an I 18 know. year old to do that. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. So that's not going well. Uh, but after they have done all this, uh, Karen has Karen goes to Helios and she talks to Dev. This is when we find out kind of the structure in which there are no there are no corner offices. Everybody's treated the same. They all vote on everything. Uh, Karen basically talks to Dev and says, you know what, you need to get Ed to be your commander. He would be the best person for the job. And Dev opens it up to the entire company. There's people who uh, chime in in positively for Ed. There are people who chime in negatively for Ed. uh, And they put it to a vote. And that's how they decide things as a company. And like I said, I don't know how this works because obviously Dev has to be the boss because (laughs) he owns the company. So, (laughs) but everybody else seems to be equals and all this type of stuff. So I really don't know how this whole structure thing works, Yeah, but he seems to be making it work well for him. Yeah. Well, there was a scene before that, that uh, there's, it's at Karen's house. There's a drunk person like runs into her uh, garage and we're like, Oh God, it's Danny, but no, it's Ed. No, it's Ed. That's where, and that's where she finds out that Ed has, has lost his mission to Mars. But don't worry, Danny is Danny's right the out there. Yes. He's watching because because his Danny's initial reaction when uh, Karen continues to uh, score his uh, spurn his advances is are is it Ed or do you still want to go with Ed because he can't imagine that she would still want to be with him. Uh, it's just all kinds of issues between between those those two. Yeah. Uh, but we get that scene uh, where they go ahead and they vote for Ed to take over. Uh, Ed decides to go ahead and do it. But that, before, one thing I did leave out is Ed, before he's taken off the command of NASA, he reaches out to his daughter to be on the, on the trip. And she accepts because she has, she actually has purpose. She wants, she's a biologist and she wants to study life. And she's been doing this thing on Antarctica for, for who knows how long. Um, I love her daughter. I, I didn't really. I know, like her too. Yeah. I didn't really know her, her their daughter's name is Kelly Baldwin. Yeah, Kelly Baldwin, played by Cynthia Wu. Really good stuff from her. Yeah, I uh, like her. I didn't really know what they were going to do. Uh, when they introduced this character in season two, I was like, this is kind of an interesting way to go, because they basically adopt her after their son passed away in that accident at the end of season one. Uh, but I think that she had a kind of a hard time figuring out her purpose and her role in season two, but they seem to have found it in season three. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good character and, and a good addition. Yeah, so I really like what they're doing with her. Uh, now, while all this is going on, we finally find out what's going on with Ellen Waverly. Ellen Waverly was one of the original four astronauts, and she has become a politician. 
she and what's so interesting about her is she is very much a lesbian, but she is married to another person that was part of of NASA. I can't remember find his character. Larry Wilson, played by Nate Coitry. Thank you. So they're married, but they're only married because in name only because he's gay. She's a lesbian, but they get married because they're trying to cover up their relationship. Now, what's their sexuality? What's so interesting is she has basically become the front runner for the Republican candidacy in episodes one and two. And it's interesting because she is a she is a lesbian and to think that a lesbian would be the front runner for a president of the Republican party is just unthinkable. For the most yes. part. Uh, it, so it was unthinkable in 94. It's unthinkable today. It really is. It's, it was really unthinkable back then. It's really yeah. unthinkable now. So, uh, but nevertheless, that's, she has become the leading presidential candidate. Uh, and you know, they're really giving us, we don't get a lot of her. I think we're going to get more of her yeah. as this season plays out. I agree. But uh, but she's running against Bill Clinton, who won the presidency in 1992, who was the, who did end up winning the presidential election. And they make it clear that she is behind in the polls, just like George Bush was behind in the polls to President Clinton throughout the course of that presidency. So they're playing that out the same. And she ends up going with the, one of the biggest things in the episode two is who is going to be her running mate. And she go, they go to this guy who's the governor of South Carolina, who was a colonel or general in the military. I can't remember. His name was Bragg. Uh, and I think he actually was a real person, if I'm not mistaken. I don't, I, th- I thought he wasn't. I know she, she picked him over John McCain. Yeah. She didn't have going with him over McCain because they wanted to appeal to the more conservative base. And maybe he wasn't real. I don't know. Yeah. But they go with him because he is a much more, he appeals much more to, to the far right conservative base, then, uh, then because uh, you get the sense, and obvious it makes sense since she is since she's a lesbian, a closeted lesbian. Uh, you know, she's more of a moderate Republican in, in this time period. But what I like about this scene is because they could have made this guy into a demon. They could yeah. have made, and they didn't yeah. do that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, no, he was a uh, Christian conservative, a little different than her. But yeah, they he uh, took his orders and was like, I'm with you. Yeah. So like I said, I was I was really expecting them to make him into this really just scumbag of a person, but they didn't. Yeah, and I, and yeah. I really like that. So, yeah, uh, but we don't really see much about the election until the end of episode three. And we'll get to that in just a little bit. So uh, but at the end of episode two, we get the big scene where Dev is announcing their trip to uh, their mission to mars they're announcing it two years they're going to get they're going to go two years earlier in 1994 than nasa and the the soviets and the big thing that they he reveals is that ed baldwin is going to be the commander and this just takes margo danielle and everybody at nasa by surprise yeah and the best part of this is Molly in her bathroom smoking a joint? Right. Oh yes, saying, that was spectacular. Good, good, good for you. <laughs> yes, I, I, I think love she's Molly. Such Molly's as well. But yeah. yeah, just just any scene with her smoking a joint in the bathroom, which there are quite a few in the show, and I hope they continue. <laughs> are, are always good. Yeah, so love love Molly. I'm hoping they bring yeah. her back more, in the, and I'm yeah. hoping they figure out a way to get her. I guess and she'll go to Helios, like you said, but yeah. they haven't done it yet. So, uh, but episode three opens up with this kind of this montage scene between uh, Peter, who or, uh, what is his last name? Peter. I'm well, the actor's name is Peter Adamchik. Uh, he plays Sergey Nikolov. And um, we've uh, seen Peter recently. He was in Night Sky. 
That's right. That's what he was in. I was trying to remember what yeah. other thing he was in. Yeah. He was a nice guy. He played the villain in Night Sky. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to put those two together because they're such different. He looks. <laughs> when he looks. He looks. He looks his age in Night Sky. Yeah. Yes, he does. Uh, so he's. Uh, we get this montage thing between him and Margot, in which they're obviously growing closer together because they kind of establish this relationship in season two, uh, and they gets closer and closer together, but they don't really do anything with it. So they're kind of establishing that they don't really do anything with it here at the beginning of episode three. But they're talking, but they're, they're showing that those two still have something together. And they showed us in episode one when they made their calls that the Russians are listening. A surprise. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> that the Russians are actually listening and they're aware of this relationship because basically Margot has been giving them secrets about their engines and things like that. And it's the only thing that seems to be keeping the, the Soviet space program going is the fact that they're getting top secret information from her she she views it as basically she's not viewing it as doing something for her country she's just viewing it as we need to explore space and we need to get as much advantage for humanity but obviously that's not the way the government would see well, it i was gonna say but she's also keeping the peace there it's been very peaceful yes that we've mm -hmm. seen between the u.s and russia for the for that previous 10 years and a lot yeah. of that is on her yeah it is so it's not for her who knows where where things stand uh so we get that, and obviously because nobody can outdo, they, because this is a race and because politically it would look bad if a company made it to Mars for anybody else, both the Soviets and the United States decide they're going to kick up their missions two years because Helios is kicking up their two years, which is probably not the way you want to make a decision, but it's the no. decision they make. No, especially when you're talking about going to Mars. That seems yeah. like a bad One of these missions... I don't feel good about. Yeah, I don't feel good about it. I feel it's pretty obvious. I think it's going to be the Soviet one that ends yeah, in, yeah, in disaster. Yeah. Uh, but we get this basically this meeting of the minds where at NASA, where Margot calls in everybody, all her engineers. We finally get uh, Coral Pena, who uh, plays Aleda Rosales. Uh, yes. Loved her from the second yeah. season. Uh, she's brought back into this in a much more larger role here in episode three. Uh, we also get her, I guess her boss, who is the lead engineer for NASA at this point. Uh, Noah Harpster plays Bill Strausser, uh, who they hated each other in season two, but they finally kind of came to a, a, an understanding of one another, and they seem to be really good friends here in season three. And and Bill and Margo uh, were like frenemies in the first season. So. Right. So, uh, so like, I love... I, I don't know what they're going to do with Bill. I'm not sure how much they're going to keep him around, uh, but I do love Alayda. Alayda well, is fantastic. Well, Bill's going to Helios, so I'm, we're going to see more of him. Yeah, I don't know if we'll see a lot of him. I think it's probably yeah. about the same that we've been seeing right. of him. Probably, we'll, probably. We'll see a lot of Alayda, I think, because yeah. Uh, yeah, we saw Bill at the end of episode three. He seems to be kind of like yeah. the launch director for uh, once he, uh, for Helios or something like well, that. Well, I was going to say, we're going to see more of Alayda, too, because they've showed that her father is starting to have dementia, and her father was a great character in the first two seasons. Yes, he uh, was. Mm -hmm. uh, Octavio Rosales, played by Arturo Del Puerta, who I've seen in other stuff, and like I think he's like our age. Yeah, but, uh, Ar really, Ar really good, really good actor. Arturo Del Porto, the thing I know him from, my wife watches Chicago PD. It's like one of her favorite shows, all those Chicago shows. And he plays this despicable, despicable person on like horrible kills everybody he sees person in in Chicago PD. So you see him play this role is very different, yeah. to say the least. Because well, that's he, good. So he can, he, he's got some range, to say the least. I should say his range is out there. Uh, but like I said, this is, they're turning this into a race and, you know, it's 
seems kind of like a bad idea. But one of the interesting, most interesting plot lines of this of this episode is Kelly Baldwin. The fact that uh, obviously now that Ed is on the Helios crew, he's going to ask her to become. He's going to ask her to come on this. But one of the before we even do that, let's go ahead and talk about one of the opening scenes here as well. When Dev is showing Ed around the 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 hotel, the redesigned hotel, uh, one it's a little bit tough for Karen because she's seeing her hotel and her, and her work and things that she had been building her her career around is just being gutted so they could be turned from a hotel into a to a, a a ship to take it to Mars. So it's a little bit tough for her. But when they're showing around and Dev says, well, you know, you only need one pilot because most of this is going to be automated. And Ed is not on board with this at all. He's like, look, we're going to have an eight minute delay. We're going to be 80 million miles away. I've got to, I've got to be able to take control of this thing if I need it. And it, Dev looks like he's angry. He looks like he's like, okay, he says, he keeps saying, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. And you think he's going to say, choosing Ed was a mistake. No, what's the mistake was he should have made, designed his ship around what his commander needed. And that's what he reveals. Yeah. And yes. it just makes you love Dev so much more. And like, uh, where is this going to fall apart? <laughs> well, I also love he wanted to bring a poet on board. Oh, yeah. And Ed is like, what? Well, no, what? we're not pulling a poet on this thing. <laughs> I can understand if you were going to bring an artist that was going to make draw pictures. Right. That makes sense. Yes, it does. But, yeah. But, but yes. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where this things are going to kind of deteriorate. And that's how the monster might come out is because yeah. Ed and Dev are going to have very different views about what this mission should be. Uh, maybe that's where it comes out. Maybe it's not. Maybe they don't turn him into But like I said, it just feels like there's a, another yeah, you, shoe has to drop with Dev. You're, you're waiting on something bad with Dev for sure. And I don't know what it's going to be, but it feels like it's coming. So I don't know where they're going to do with that, but I feel like it's coming at some point. So, Uh, but like I said, the interesting storyline is Kelly goes to Danielle because she wants to stay on the NASA mission because the NASA mission in her, in her view is a much more scientific mission. And so she wants to stay with NASA for that reason, because she posits to them the reason that she should keep that Danielle should keep her on is the biggest discovery that could ever be made is the, that there's going to be life on Mars and that they are not alone. And that's kind of, that's the big thing that they drop. Like, are we going to find some little green ground on Mars yeah. in this, in this season? I, I wonder that. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Either. I think it, I think it would be weird though. If you start bringing in alien, I kind of hope they don't. I, think I don't, I hope in, they don't either. Yeah, I hope I think, like the, the life they're talking about is like plant life or something like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 So like I said, I'll be interested to see how, how they play that out. But she wants to be on his crew. She wants to be on her crew, not her dad's crew. And obviously, the, the question is, how is Ed going to take that? And they meet together. They get together at that same restaurant. Uh, and Ed initially doesn't take it well. But to his credit, when she explains why she wants to stay on the NASA mission, he's very accepting of it. Yeah, he is. He's very accepting and, and and proud of her. You could tell he was yeah, proud. Yeah, he was. He, there was a lot of pride in his eyes and the way that he was talking to her. And like I said, I, I was a little surprised by that, but I think it's uh, when you explain, when your adult children explain something like that to you, I can see why they would, you know, I'm sure that he was disappointed. I mean, he even says, you know, we're going to beat your butt tomorrow. Or so. Right, uh, right. so uh, like I said, I, I love that scene. I just love the fact that and it's just what this show does so well. I mean, this show yeah. just hits so many great marks and it's just, that's just one of them. Yep. 
Uh, but that's kind of the big tension. They kind of resolve that tension. Uh, and we jump, we get our first jump ahead because they, this show does that a lot. They'll jump ahead a few years. Well, you're forgetting one last thing. Oh, what I forget? Danny. Oh, yes, Danny. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned Danny because we got to talk about Danny. So, Danny is continuing to spiral. Uh, he has been in AA, uh, and Danielle kicks him off of his mission after he goes. And tries to hook up with a girl at a bar. And he has been married for like a week or two at this point. Oh, I, guess. Really? I, I really Jeez. don't know what the time is, but he's all this. Like I said, this is why they're giving us, he's going to be like his father for both the yeah. good and the bad reasons. Right. Uh, he's great pilot, obviously, obviously really good as an astronaut, but his dad was, he had some, he had some demons in his, in, yeah. In, inside of him and Danny seems to have those same ones so he hooks up with this girl and he takes them back to his childhood home that he does not own anymore and tries to seduce her in the pool outside his childhood home and that's just not a good plan Danny <laughs> for many reasons no no that it does not go well it does not go well and so the police reveal that you know we're not going to let Danny's uh Stevens uh, Gordo Stevens uh, kid go to jail tonight and they basically have some type of protocol if something like this happens so he doesn't go to jail but they do call Danielle Pool, and Danielle tells him you're not in a good place you can't be on this mission and so she kicks him off the mission and he's obviously not happy about it and I can understand why but she makes the right call it's not it's probably not a good thing for him what were your thoughts yeah well as I say the amount of times we've seen Ed and Gordo I was going to say the amount of times we've seen Ed and Gordo drunk uh, driving from the outpost. I'm not surprised they have this protocol in place. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. It's, yeah. not, it's not surprising they have this protocol in place. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so, but uh, that was, a, that was, uh, it was good. It was a good scene with Danielle, but I was like, oh no, you do not need to go to Helios. That is the worst place for you. And obviously, once Ed hears about it, he approaches, he calls Danny up and says, hey, you want to come join my crew? And Danny's all on board. And Karen, when she finds out what's going on, when she says, like, she realizes how bad of a plan this is for many reasons as well. Yeah. And, and I don't know where they're going to go with that. I don't know how they're going to play that out, but it, it's going to it's going to play out some way. And I don't know where they're going to go with it. And it's going to be interesting, whatever. I mean, it will uh, it's, it's one, is he going to deep? Well, it's been a couple of years. Maybe he detox again, but I was like, True. is he going to detox in Mars? And also is Ed going to find out what he did in Mars? Ooh, yeah. That'd be that would be bad. That could get bad. Yeah. That would be real bad. If that was the case. So, uh, so they do, like I said, they do their first big jump ahead. Uh, they jump ahead two years. And obviously, when they do this big jump ahead, you start thinking, you start racking your brain. All right, so what has changed? Uh, so all three missions apparently launch about the within two weeks of each other is what the news broadcast says. And it is literally a race at this point between Helios, NASA, and the Soviets to get to Mars first. Uh, but we're also learning as well at the end of this, because you get that, you get it, you have Margo at her desk. And she gets a call from the president and you're, they kind of hint for the first time that they hint at the beginning of episode three, that Bill Clinton may not have as much of a stranglehold on the presidential election in 1992 in this episode, in the show as he did in real life. And I'm like, are they really not going to make Bill, Bill Clinton the president? Because look, it wasn't a landslide that he won the 1992 election, but it was pretty darn close. Yeah, yeah. And so this idea that we're, that there's possible, I, when I first saw this, I was like, 
it's going to be weird if Bill Clinton ever gets elected president. Yeah, yeah. And sure enough, we uh, we get the when she says she gets called from the president, the person on the other line that's Ellen Wilson, and she's the president in 1994. What'd you think about that? Yeah, that was interesting. I'm with you. The 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 just the thought that Bill Clinton is was never president. It's just is this mind blowing, especially really you know is. for he was such a big part of our lives. Yes, he was in our in our 40s. So it's just it's just crazy. And then you know I, I love music. The needle drop of Black Hole. So oh, yeah. sound garden during this is just perfect. Oh yeah, we get some great nineties music in, in, yeah, in yeah. this in this part in this uh season of the show. But yeah, like I said, then this was the first thing that made me think they're really about to start changing some historical events in this. Is yeah. this idea that Bill Clinton is never elected president and Ellen Wilson is now the president. Uh like I said, I'll be interested to see how they do that. I mean, are they going to keep her character closeted until she is out of the presidency? Is that what in 1996, whenever they jump ahead to it? Is that's what's going to be the is that what's going to be the contentious point around her election in 96? So yeah, because you gotta think her girlfriend or the or her husband's boyfriend is coming out at some point. Yeah, at some point, yeah, I think that's the case. Yeah. And I'll be shocked if it's not, but right. But we also, you know, like I said, this is wraps up episode three, and we haven't really had a catastrophe for two episodes. So yeah, we're due. We're, we're due for one. They're all on their way to Mars at this point. So something big is going to happen in, in one of these episodes. And I don't, in, in episode four, episode five, and I'll be interested in what it is, but uh, we have no idea at this point, but just really fun show. Like yeah. I said, I love this show for the most part. It is one of the best shows that is out there. I, I didn't expect it when I first started watching it when I was on COVID, but it's just so good. It's just so it good. Uh, it is. Else? It is. The, the only thing I would mention that I, I do think we really miss Gordo and Tracy. Yeah, I think we they were too. they were great characters. They're also really good actors. They're also really fun actors. Very charismatic, both of them. Right. Michael Dorman and I can't remember, Sharon something. I've uh, got on. Uh, uh, Sarah Jones. Sarah Jones. Both of them really good, and we're just huge parts of the show. So I will say. We we do miss them. Yeah, uh, we do. You can't you can't think about the show and not think about them because even when Gordo was crazy, he was still fun to watch. Yes, he was. Uh, and like I said, uh, the, I mean, just the nature of the show, people are going to die. I mean, just because yeah. I mean, when you jump ahead, you know, basically ten years every single well, every single season, people have to pass I mean, away. You you gotta think this may be the end for Sonia Welger and uh, Ed. You know, this season yeah. or next. So I mean. If it's uh, not if it's not this season for Sonya, especially especially with her yeah. as much radiation as she's exposed to, I'd be yeah. surprised. Yeah. So, all right, let's go ahead and get into our weekly awards then. Yep. All right. So up first, we have the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP of the week. Who is your MVP of the first three episodes for All Mankind? So this is well, this was a hard one. Yeah. This, since this show did, is so. So ensemble. I mean, yeah. yes, Joel Kim. I mean, Joel Kim is kind of the star and the main character, right. but there's so many other important people. On there show. is, and I'll be honest. In the second season, uh, Michael Dorman and uh, and Tracy would have would have probably stole some episodes. Yeah. But really, I, I went with Joel Kinnaman, Ren Schmidt, Chris Marshall, and and Chantel Van Sitten. I, I think the four of them had to do the most heavy lifting with, with Tracy and Gordo no longer in the in the, in the cast uh because uh i i think those are two humongous losses and also yeah. we had um uh the guy for uh oh man what was his name? deke 
Yeah, Deke. He was like on yeah. season was it season two or season one that he died. I, I think he, I, I can't remember, but he was a huge character too. So these people are having to do some heavy lifting. So I went with yeah. the four of them. Yeah, uh, I went with I just went with Joel Kimmon just because I thought about going making it co between him and, and uh, uh, Chantel Van Santen. Yeah. Uh, but I just went with I, he I, Joel Kimmon is really doing well in this in mm-hmm. this in this episode in these first three episodes. I don't know that he's going to the. It's, it's so hard. I mean, it's like you said, I mean, it's, you, you really do need to think about doing ghosts. So I'm, I'm glad you yeah. did. I just want to let y'all kind of though. Yeah. If we'd have done episode one, I may have just picked Chantel on her own because I thought she right. really, yeah, but, but they're all kind of like uh, having to share the load, really. Yeah, they really do. And it's, it's such, like I said, it's just such a good ensemble mm-hmm. cast. So uh, really good stuff from all of them. So uh, what is your best scene? The Agatha all along your best scene of the first three episodes. My, mine was from the first episode, the explosion at, at, the, at the end of the, the hotel, that yeah. whole scene, I mean, was just crazy. And, and Danny has to save the day. Just every bit of it was just awesome. Including Danny's brother and, uh, and Danielle's son smoking the pot, uh, True. <laughs> thinking they had started everything. Just everything about that was just awesome. That whole scene. So that that was fun. Yeah, those are always going to be the scenes. Whenever if we uh, if we'd done the episode two and three, obviously there probably would have been some other ones that would have been. Uh, you probably could have thrown the scene where Karen's meeting with Dev at Helios. That would have been a good one. Uh, that would have been a really good scene. Uh, the scene in the scene between Margo and um uh molly so, were good yeah and molly yeah. i think is actually an actual real person i think her character is an actual real person if i'm not mistaken um those are really good but because we're grouping these all three of these together i think that scene has, has to take the cake for uh best for your best uh scene of the, of the week all right next is the is the if you come with the king you best not miss what is your best line of the week I think it was in episode two and it was from Molly. Uh, and it was, it, she, she is telling uh, uh, Margot's secretary, I will let you describe everything I say to the minister of darkness. <laughs> yeah. Look, I love Molly. She's spectacular. Yeah. And, and, and this every time that she's on, on screen. So uh, I went with that. Uh, I didn't go with that one. I actually went with the one at the end of episode two when, Molly was again as a Molly's line when she we'd already talked about it when she says uh when Ed is announced as the commander of the commander of the Helios mission uh, that line about uh good for you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, with, with the with the profanity thrown in so and uh, and, and the joint in her mouth it's just it just takes it up but in the bath in the bath too <laughs> in the bath yeah. too so i mean there's so many good like i said yeah. she just has such great lines like i said she wasn't yeah. in episode three so i'm hoping they keep her yeah I'm hoping she need, still has a more yeah, we do because she's just so great in 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 this show. So, all right, uh, let's talk about ratings. This is not a final rating. This is just where we currently are with this show. Uh, if we are giving it the best, of the best, we give it a Game of Thrones. If it is just still really good but not quite a Game of Thrones, uh, we give it a Lost. If it is middle of the road for us, we are at Friends. Just beneath Friends is a uh, Full House. At the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. So. Where are you with season three of For All Mankind? So the first two seasons would have been probably Game of Thrones for me. I know second season for sure would have. Yeah. So, but you know, a lot of times these shows 
go down as they age. And so that I'm going to be cautious. I'm going to keep it as a loss for now, but I'm really enjoying the show. And my, my loss is more out of caution. Yeah. I'm going ahead and going with the game of Thrones. It's the first two seasons were game of Thrones. It's, it has to me it has done nothing but but pick up where season two left off. So I'm keeping it a Game of Thrones. Normally I'd say give it more time, but since I've got two seasons of this already in, in my in my in my history, I'm going ahead and stick it in the yeah. Game of Thrones and basically saying come on down if you need to. <laughs> but yeah. for, for right now, it's, it's a Game of Thrones for me. So, all right. Uh, for our midweek podcast, we always try to do we don't do recommendations. We do things though that we're looking forward to. So do you have anything you're looking forward to this week? Yeah, I have not watched this show yet, but I've seen it just get amazing reviews. Some I've seen a couple of potential people mention it. Maybe the best show of the year, and it's the FX Hulu show, The Old Man, starring Jeff Bridges. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. I yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it at some point, but uh, it it looks great. And like I said, the reviews have been outstanding, and they're like, "This is what you wanted." Yeah, I've I've heard really good things about it. I haven't seen it yet, but I yeah. do want to watch it at some point. And all those I things. Love Jeff Bridges. Always been a huge fan. Big Lebowski is one of my favorite movies of all time. Shocker if you <laughs> have kept up with this. But uh, also, you know, Jeff has been dealing with cancer and right. nearly died of COVID. So we were. This took a long time to film, and right. I didn't know if we. I was afraid we weren't going to get it. So thank goodness we did. And I love Jeff, and I hope he stays around for a long time. Yeah, it, like I said, I do want to see it as well. I have, just haven't gotten around to it. Uh, anything else you got? Uh, that's it. For, that's it. Uh, I've got, uh, I thought I had two. Maybe I only got one. I have to look at it again. But uh, one is probably, uh, actually, it's probably done airing now that I think about it. Uh, Westworld starts uh, tonight as we are recording. Yep. Uh, it should actually be over and it should be available to watch. I, I, I like the first three seasons. The Look, first season of Westworld is, is just superb, phenomenal. Yeah. Second yeah. and third, it's they've got issues. <laughs> yeah. There's no question about that. So I've heard good things about the fourth about the fourth season. So I'm hoping that the, it's the final season. So I'm hoping that they wrap this thing up pretty well. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what they've done with it. I don't know if it's going to be good, but I'm looking forward to seeing if it's going to be good or not. Uh, we'll just kind of go from there. But uh, that's yeah, my, I don't- I was glad to hear James Marsden is back because he was missing in season three. Yeah, he really was. They missed him a lot in season three. So I'm glad that he's back in in season four. So like I said, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do here in season four because I I, I honestly have no idea where the show is going. Uh, It may be good. It may not be. Uh, We really don't know what the Westworld is for the last two seasons. No, we don't. Uh, so we'll just have to kind of wait and see. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. So next week, next week is going to be a little different. Uh, we are, we'll be reviewing two things like we always do. Uh, we're going to be reviewing something I never thought we would have reviewed. We're actually going to be reviewing a foreign film on this show. Uh, it is called RRR. It is an Indian film. And the only reason we're reviewing is because uh one of the podcasts I listen to, they're getting ready to review it this week, so I wanted to watch it and because they're going to review it, so I wanted to you know be able to follow along and understand what they're talking about. But RRR, it is an Indian film, and on I turned on, it's like, oh great, I got to watch an Indian film. But it is so good. <laughs> it is really, really good. It's look, it's over the top. It is, it is crazy over the top. But you will enjoy it, I think. So, uh, it's on Netflix. Go to uh, look. Just look up RRR. You will find it. And the reason we're doing it is because after I watch it, typically I tweet about anything that I watch. I'll just throw out a tweet about it. And when I tweeted about this one, 
I've got over 400 likes and over 100 retweets on this thing. So it's like, okay, there's an audience for this. So we're going to go ahead and review it. Uh, so like I said, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, I would encourage you to watch it. Yeah, I think you will enjoy it. it. Look, you get some breaks from this because this takes place during the British occupation of uh, the British colonization of India. So you you get quite a bit of English in the spoken of this. It's not completely English. So you still got to do some subtitles, but you do get some breaks for it. Well, so. I was going to say, I, I just pulled up IMDb. It's 8.1, which is yeah. extremely high. And it says a fictitious story about two legendary revolutionaries mm -hmm. and their journey away from home before they started fighting for their country in 1920s. Yes, that uh, that's a great, that's actually pretty good. You know, IMDb doesn't always have the best descriptions. That's a pretty good description of this, of this movie. So uh, it, it's really fun. Uh, like I said, check it out and we will talk about it next week. Ryan has not seen it yet. Uh, no, you, I'm not. Yeah. You've got, you got to sit us out some time is a three-hour movie <laughs> uh, but, it, but yeah but but it's a good one so you you will you will not be bored at all throughout those three hours i promise you that when you're watching it so uh the other thing that we're going to be reviewing we're not really sure yet it's either going to be uh i think i think it's pretty obvious that we're going to do the terminal list i, I think we're going to plan to do that it is a new show with chris pratt on amazon we do want to get to the stranger things the new stranger things uh, we will get to that uh, probably maybe the week after that. I don't know. Uh, we're going to come back to For All Mankind, but we're, we, we're, we'll kind of skip around a little bit. Uh, like I said, we'll, we'll maybe give it three more episodes and we'll come back to it as well. So uh, we're, we want to try to review more things, but to be able to do that, we have to kind of take breaks from them. So uh, that's what we're playing. Anything. So uh, RRR and the Terminal List on Amazon, it starts on Friday of this week. So check it out. And like I said, we'll, we'll get to Stranger Things because it's going to come out next week too. But uh, we, we got quite a bit to cover. We'll, we'll get to it eventually as well. So uh, anything else you want to add? Just appreciate everyone joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment.